0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to take back my brain for a new episode. I have one of my most favorite human beings in the entire world. She is a beautiful woman. She is my friend. She's also my mentor. She's been my coach. I love her like a sister. She's my sister in Christ. She's just an amazing person. And I would love to introduce you, Andrea Siebert. So thank you for being on today, Andrea.
1: Thank you for having me here. And when you said she's like a sister, I thought we are sisters in Christ. And then right. you said it. So I love yeah. that. I love that. Thank I you. I love
0: it too. Like, I just, I just love you. So I could probably just yeah. say that. The whole right body. back
1: at you. So yeah. much, love. so much love. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So a lot of things I've learned from Andrea is about mindset. Mm-hmm. And so that's the conversation I really want to have with Andrea today is, we all get stuck, right? We all get stuck in this like stinking thinking all of a sudden we think we have a, a, we had a vision to go somewhere. And then all of a sudden we're like, I don't know where I'm going anymore. And like, what do we do, Andrea? So that's what I want to talk about today. Like, how do we get unstuck in our mindset? If we don't even know where to start, what do we do?
1: Yes, absolutely. Well, I think it's one of my favorite topics because it's something that happens to me all the time, right? So right. then I have to go, what do I do? I'm stuck. And then I have my three things that my that I always go to when I am stuck. But I think you said something there when you, when you said, you know, I'm stuck in my vision and I thought, well, actually the first thing people usually don't have is a vision for where they're yeah. going, right? So even before we get stuck, we must have a vision. We must Otherwise life just takes us where we're going and we do it without a choice. So the first and foremost, before we can even get stuck is identifying, you know, what do we want for our life and, and actually knowing where we're going and then creating it. And then when we do that, we can get stuck. So, you know, your audience probably has some of that going already, but I couldn't get started with the stuck unless I actually said, Hey, we must have a plan.
0: Right. So Well, let's just start there. So if somebody doesn't have a vision, they're like just wandering aimlessly through life because I've been there, right? I'm like, I don't
1: know what to do.
0: So you have to have a vision because a man without a vision will perish, right?
1: Right, absolutely, absolutely.
0: So how how do we get a vision?
1: Yeah, so I think the first and foremost is we, you know, we have to do that by praying and asking God, right? Right. I think like if we don't include God in our vision, then we will, I like to look at it as like, you know, I, I ask God this all the time, you know, you know, let's think of of my life as a runway, Lord, and I've got lights, the blue lights going on the side. And if I don't have a vision, you know, I might veer off left, right circle, all these things, but I'm trying to go on God's path. God's path is not always straight, but I'm asking for a clear lit path that I need to go on. Right. And so we pray for that. And then we allow him the time to, to come into our lives, to speak through other people, through however God speaks to you to show us where is our path, where is our vision and and what are my gifts, right? And if you don't know your gifts, the easy thing is to, you Google spiritual gifts and you take the quiz to see where your gifts are, right? If your path is on a health journey, Lord, what, what would you have for me, right? Hmm. Who do I need to see my journey and my son's journey all came through prayer and God showed me who the practitioners we needed to go to would be. And that actually ended up being in another state, Right. So we pray and we ask, you know, for that journey to be showed to us. Right. Um, the other thing is, is that we can't have any buts, Right. No, no, like, OK, Lord, I'm I hear that you want me to go to Mesa, Arizona, to this clinic, but I live in Oregon. No, no butts allowed. Right. Or or but that's going to cost too much money. No, because if God is showing you where you need to go, he will also give you the finances or pick you up and move you states if you need to do that. Which is what you did. Which is what I did. Absolutely. Which is what I did. So there's no buts allowed in that journey. It's all obedience to what God is telling you is in your health journey.
0: Mm -hmm. And I think that might be the hardest thing. Absolutely. I, I, I do, because I think of all the times where, you know, you get that vision and you're on the path and then something's hard. I mean, moving is hard.
1: Moving um, is hard.
0: Growing your business is hard.
1: Hard.
0: Right? Like, because you don't necessarily want to do everything that it entails. So there's a but there. Yeah. <laughs>
1: right. That's why I say obedience, right? I have a big yeah. index card that says obedience protects, right? Oh. Because it does, that. it protects us right from going off past those blue lights, right? The veering into a path that's gonna yeah. be so much harder for us. Obedience protects, it keeps us on our path.
0: I I love that. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a thing that says obedience protects. Mm. Yes. It's, it's, it's so key.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it reminds me all the time because some so often we're afraid of that's what that's because you're mm-hmm. afraid. Yeah. Yeah. We're afraid. But if we remember that being obedient will actually protect us, we can be a less afraid.
0: Mm, I like mm. that. That's a golden nugget today.
1: Thank you. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Golden nugget. Yeah. All yeah. right.
1: Yeah. So if
0: we get past the butts.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, so we get past the butts or we actually just uh, remove them. Right. So when they come through, it's okay to have them, right. Mm-hmm. Have the butts, right. They, they help us to you know, analyze and go through like what we need to do. The butts they there's there for a reason, but we don't allow them to stop us. But the other thing is, is so, so that's like, I would say these are like in creating your journey, right? Mm-hmm. But if we want to talk about the tools of when we get stuck, my number one is knowing your why, mm. right? And again, that comes through prayer with God. So as an example, I have whys in different areas of my life, where I'm working, my health journey, how I'm serving in the church. I have different whys for everything I'm doing. And oftentimes, right, I go, I have no experience in this, but I know that God equips me. Mm -hmm. So it's me being reliant on him. And so for me one of my why's is that I love the youth, right? I love high school students and I have this huge passion for helping them to one, find their identity and yeah. two, helping them to find purpose in their life because I just don't think the world is doing that. And I'm not sure it's happening in their homes either. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually, I'm pretty sure that all of the teens I work with, it's not happening. And these aren't even troubled teens. These are just your average high school students just right. doing life, right? Well, and, I didn't
0: know my why. Did you know your why? When you were no. There,
1: nobody oh, even wow. talked to me about what a why was. There was no wow. such thing as a why when I was growing up. And so, but I think all the time of, if I knew my why then, mm-hmm. gosh, what, what would my journey have been like? Right. And so we do need to identify our why. And, and so, but I'm not a high school counselor or a student. I mean, I have no education in helping these kids other than God equips me. Mm-hmm. And so I sit down with them, and you know I pray about it, and I ask Him to give me the words, and then I'm obedient to meeting with these kids, and then great things come from it. Right. But right. I have I have no background in that, so you know we don't have to assume that there's a butt in there because I don't have the education. If God calls you to something, He will equip you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. And so you yeah. have to know why. Okay, why? You know, Lord, why? What is my why? in this health journey. So like, if we want to talk about taking our brain back and I have a person who's really struggling in their health journey, you know, what is their why? So a lot of times it's, you know, energy to be able to hang out with their grandkids or hang out with their kids or be able to go hiking or play pickleball or what is their big why? And then Lord, who can help me find that? Right. Who can help me do that? And so identifying what your why is. So I used to be a health coach, and I used to coach a lot of people. When and a lot of times it was their number one why was to lose weight, and I was like, "You're going to have to dig deeper, because losing weight is not a why, right? Right? But why do you want to lose weight? So you can hike, so you can have long term energy, so that you can be around for your great great camp grandkids, right? A bigger, deeper why is important to get you through any type of mindset shift.
0: Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I love absolutely. the fact you say to have a why in different areas of your life because mm-hmm. your business why, while it may encompass, you know, other areas of your life, it's def it's not, it's not why you meet with the kids, right?
1: Right. Exactly.
0: They all work together, but they but they're still separate in the same.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I definitely have a business. Why? And I even have a retirement. Why?
0: <laughs> you do. I love it. What's your, retirement I do. I do.
1: Yes. Like I want to travel. And so I want to travel to amazing places. And I really love what I do because I work with amazing people like you. Mm-hmm. And I don't ever seem like I'm retired and hanging up my hat. So I thought, well, what do I want my retirement to look like? Well, I want to travel. I want to be do retreats. I want to do masterminds. And so what if when I retire at 55, I've created a number, then yeah. then my life is, is going and doing these masterminds. Well, how many of those do I want to do? And so I've created my why and like, I want to travel the world, but I want to do it with people I love to do it with. Great. Why don't I do that with masterminds and retreats? Because that's who I want to spend my time with anyways. Right. Right. So I've created my why behind my retirement, my why right now. So Yeah. yeah. Oh, fantastic. So once person
0: finds their why and they've mm-hmm. moved past their butts, or moved yes. past their butts, um, can you still get stuck? Because I feel like I can still get
1: stuck. Oh. Absolutely, absolutely. And it all starts with like our programming, right? On our these negative loops that happen, yeah. or li- some people say limiting beliefs, right? And I call them subconscious programs. Okay. So we all have a different name for the same thing. They're just mindset su- mindset stuckness, right? Mm-hmm. So what I have is called a pattern interrupt or shifting. So say that um you have someone who says, I'm just so bad at organization. But one of their things that they're trying to do is build a business. Well, guess what? If you build a business and you're not organized, where's gonna that business? Yeah. it's going to be hard. It's going to be a problem, right? So it starts with that shift in how you like what you focus on growth. So if you're saying I'm always or I'm always an organizer, or I am so unorganized or I can never get organized, right? You have to shift that mindset. And it starts with what you say. Absolutely. Right. So I am learning to be organized. I'm excited about learning to be organized. I am organized, right? So it's that shift and it's becoming aware of those negative patterns or limiting beliefs that you verbally say that make it your reality. Life and death is the power of the time. Yes, absolutely. Life and death is in the power of time. Literally, we speak it into existence. Mm-hmm. Everything we say becomes our reality, whether we are aware of it or not. Right? I let's just say I'm so sad. If I say that enough today, I will be sad. I'll be sad.
0: Mm-hmm. Truly,
1: be sad. Right? And so we speak it into existence. So we have to become aware of our our word, our words, and our patterns of right. what we say. And so many times we can say things, even though I have this plan to like, you know, rock this business or be really great in my health. And, but I'm saying on a continual basis, I can't, I'm bad at, I'm not good. Mm -hmm. But we're so often we're not even conscious of what we're saying. So becoming aware of it and then literally shifting, I call it shifting because it's like you almost like want to shift physically, Mm -hmm. right? Which helps change mentally and, and it there's the easiest thing in the whole wide world you can do when you say it you actually can just clap your hands and then you it stops your brain it's like this er moment oh interesting brain, okay brain right and then you say the positive and that positive then is you just keep practicing it and before you know it you're actually changing the brain pattern.
0: I love it. I know I'll catch myself saying something and I will say out loud to myself "Maury, don't say that I know <laughs> yeah Yep. Then then you say the other thing out loud. I know it may sound silly to anybody who might be around you, but.
1: Absolutely. There's one I do all the time and, and I, I teach on this, but I still do it. And so I catch myself and I, and I correct myself every time I do it, which is, I will say my rheumatoid arthritis. Yes. Don't And then I say, and I go, no, I mean the rheumatoid arthritis, right? Not mine, the, because I don't want to associate, I don't want to claim that disease. Mm-hmm. Am I struggling with RA right now? I do have RA. Struggling is not even the word. I would say I have RA, but it's not my RA. It's the RA, right?
0: Right,
1: an right. interrupt. It's a so shift. That
0: is not right? who you are. Yeah. That's
1: not who I am. It's not even who, like, it's, I don't even want to put it on. Mm-hmm. I want to yeah. talk about it from as if it's over there.
0: Exactly. So that's when you talked a little bit, a, a bit ago about identity, you know, teaching the kids their identity. That's a piece of it as well as speaking, uh, and not saying the things that we don't want to be right. Like I just, you know, I'm just negative today. No, you're not negative today. Sure. Right? Praise the that's Lord true. instead. Praise that's the right. Lord. Yeah. Don't identify with that. I had, I had a client earlier who was struggling with some supplements cause she had taken an overdose earlier a few Mm. months ago. And so she said, I don't like taking all these supplements because it's taking me back to when I overdosed. And so shifting that mindset, you know, doing that shift and saying, okay, so these are healing. She's like, I know they're healing, but I'm still stuck there. So Mm. we need to, again, we go back to your why, why are you taking these? And so we identify why she's taking these. Okay. And so every time you take those things, let's just praise the Lord for healing. Thank you. These are healing me. Thank you, Lord, that I am healed. Thank you, Lord. You know, whatever it might be is like, just like you said, shifting over, taking step away from where you were to where you know the Lord has you or wants you to be.
1: Absolutely. And I think this you have to be aware, right? So this person said, oh, these supplements are bringing me back right to that time I overdosed. Thank goodness she became aware of that because if she didn't, she would have taken them. But what happens is, is that internally her body's like, oh no, right? Mm -hmm. And so they wouldn't have worked as well for her because her mindset was telling her these are bad. Correct. And so we really have to be aware of what those limiting beliefs are that we have, you know. Otherwise, we set ourselves up to fail.
0: Absolutely, and I think that's maybe one of the the biggest tactics. Of the enemy or just even our human nature is holding on to those limiting beliefs and not yeah. realizing that we even have them
1: agreed agreed I think I wish that someone would have taught us that again in, in high school again this is why my why is in high school because I'm like if only if only, we <laughs> if only I would have learned these things earlier I'd have a lot less to work on um, and so I really have this passion right for the kids but if somebody would have said what are your limiting beliefs to me in high school i could have removed those and think of the success as an adult i could have had at a much earlier age um and we want to equip the younger generation to do better we just yeah. do
0: yeah 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 so what do you have your kids do when they have identified their limiting belief what do you do
1: Yeah. Well, so one, just being helping them to become aware of it is a win already right there. So one, I praise them immediately of like, it's amazing that you actually recognize this belief. And then Mm -hmm. I ask them questions. So I think as a coach, the best thing you can do is ask questions. Yeah. Tell me about the limiting belief. Tell me why you think it's limiting. What would your life look like if you didn't think this way? What is a way you'd want to think? Right. I don't want to tell them what to think, I want them to think about what they want to think, because they, it needs to be their idea. Every human, it needs to be their idea. I don't know about you, but someone comes into me and they said, you should, my brain is off. Right. I'm not listening, and I will not do whatever they just said because I didn't even hear it, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: kids are like intensified by a thousand yeah. percent with that, right? Yeah. Okay. And so asking the question, and so if you don't have somebody to ask you the question, you can ask yourself. I'm always asking myself the question, so I immediately go into prayer. Okay, Lord, what do I want to think about this? How sh- how can I think about this differently? What would you like me to be thinking? Right. And then you listen and you wait and you hear so that you can get the right answer, not the limiting belief answer.
0: Right. Right. And I feel like and agree with me or not, that this all comes from, we weren't going to really talk about, we're just going to talk about mindset today, but I feel like we have to shift back even a little bit further than mindset because if you don't have your identity, yeah. you were created to be, you're, even if you're working on your mindset, you're not going to get to the place where you need to be.
1: Agreed. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think who, who spends a lot of time on identity, right? I don't, I don't know, unless you're in a group where their focus is on identity, right? Um, I mean, who's actually doing anything with that? And I think if we don't have a firm foundation of who we are in Christ,
0: Mm -hmm. then we're
1: just, again, blindly navigating this world. And, I think we're really blessed because our work is entangled into our purpose that God has given us. And not everybody has that right. blessing, right? Some people, they work a right, like a job that has nothing to do with their life's purpose. So they get to do their purpose outside of the working hours where, you know, we get to you know, inter- intertwine everything. It just intertwines, which is just so amazing. But also who knows, maybe, you know, somebody whose job isn't the same as ours their purpose is maybe evangelizing and they're maybe missing the opportunity to evangelize in a space that needs evangelizing too. So again, you might be missing your purpose, um, by not asking that question of, of my identity. And also how do you find your identity? It's one thing to pray about it and ask, but I'll, but if, unless you're like equipped to like really hear the Lord, you could feel really lost and it could feel really quiet. Um, and so there are courses to take online. I absolutely recommend taking courses on, you know, there's so many podcasts on identity. Mm-hmm. There's so many courses, there's so many things inside your church that teach you about identity quizzes online about your spiritual gifts. Right. Um, but it's like, I always like to go, Hey Lord, you know, show me in that big neon sign. You know, what is, what is it, you know, speak super clear to me, um, and show me my identity and my purpose in that identity. Um, and right now what I'm actually working on is, is, is my name. You know, if I'm in a crowd of people, Lord, who do you call, like, what do you call me in that crowd? Not just my name, Andrea, but what do you, who do you call me? And so I'm in the journey right now of just starting to, to find that name of who God calls me. Um,
0: when you say your name, do you mean your role
1: within that group of people? More like a role? Yeah. A role of like, you know, uh, as an example, is it like teacher, but more, uh, more specific than just teacher, mm-hmm. right? And so I've I've been recently learning a little bit about that and in searching to find that the, the story that I heard was this lady, she was called, um, it was something really crazy. She was like, um, she stood to do a ministry within the prison. And so the name that she got, it was something like, um, like criminal evangelist or something like that. It was (laughs) very specific and she was a small woman who would go into these major, really like hardcore prisons and she converted them to Christianity and and she was not afraid to walk into a prison because she had been told by the Lord this was her job yeah. yeah and so she went and she did it and obedience protects and and so I thought well what is what would god call me what would god call me in a crowd of people and so I've just recently, I have, I don't have the answer yet. I can't wait to share it with you when I do um, get the answer to who God would call me out in a crowd.
0: Hmm. would my That's name really be
1: good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I, well, I can't take any credit for it. I'm learning that. So, yeah. uh So it's like, again, even though I know my identity of who I am in Christ, right? I am a teacher. I am a coach. I am a mother. I am on purpose for helping people to empower them in wherever they are in their life. Like I'm very clear on that, but it's like, I'm still going to go deeper in my identity. I'm not going to be like, okay, done. I'm out. No, I always want to grow in my identity, in my purpose And it let it evolve because I do believe that our purpose does evolve as we grow and mature in our walk.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I know when I'm um, working with clients and they, you know, we're working on identity as well. I have them read the book of Ephesians, right? Because it's all about the victorious believer. So all of you who are listening, you're like, I don't know where to start. Go to Ephesians and just start. And then- As you're going through it, you know, where it says, um, you know, this is written to the victorious believer, then you say, I am a victorious Mm, believer. That's written to you, right? Mm -hmm. So go through and just write out all those I am statements through, and maybe I'll even put that in the show notes for you um, to help walk you through that. Because that in and of itself is life changing. You know, when I do my prayer and fasting retreats with women, that's, we go through that every single time.
1: Mm, I love that. I am statements are so powerful. They seem so simple. Mm-hmm. I actually created a canvas board with my name in the middle and then all my I am's around mm-hmm. it. Right. Um, and and because one, I wanted to be, to become my regular verbiage, right. so I would see it every day, and I would see on there, and and oftentimes when we write our I am's, we get a little bit more clear on who we, even if we aren't there, who we want to be right? And I absolutely, I I have a story of like, I wrote on there, I am a hugger. And at the time I wasn't a hugger because I was really intimidated by touch. And if you were a stranger and wanted to hug me, no, things would be bad. In fact, the sweet old lady at our church, she was a greeter and she liked to hug people. And I actually yelled at her, not, not mainly, but was like, no, thank you. You did not ask permission. And she was like, who is this girl? rejecting my hug. Terrible. Clearly I had some emotional trauma. I had to work. Literally. through, <laughs> Yeah. Right. Which I did, but I wrote on there, I'm a hugger because I do, I did want to be a hugger. Mm-hmm. And so I just started saying I'm a hugger. And then it was like, the Lord is like, well, how are you going to become a hugger? Well, I'm going to practice hugging people. Well, now I hug everyone. And right, it's good hug, oxytocin. Oh, it's so good. But I was rejecting all of that oxytocin. I was rejecting all of that love. And I wanted to be a hugger, and so now I am a hugger, and I'm I love hugging, and I have everybody, and I love even long awkward hugs. They're not even awkward; they're just filling for me now. But before, I would have literally like shrunk. I yelled at a
0: little old lady. Yeah,
1: Yeah. right. Yell! I would yell at a little old lady. Who does that? Who does that?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and and I think you take that with everything, single statement. So if you're like, I am a woman of victory. Yeah. Where, where are you victorious and where, where are you struggling in that victory? Yes. And go deeper into, to that area of life, ask the Holy spirit to reveal that to you. And then, then, then you do, you practice things.
1: Absolutely. Practice. Of course, that's a huge one, right? Is the practice. Yeah. Don't think for a minute. It's like the Lord said, this is my purpose. And then I'm just out there doing it. Right. It's all the daily application that actually makes us who we are in Christ. You know, we have to practice. Everything is a practice. My daily Bible reading time. It's a practice, right? Everything I'm doing a parent, I'm practicing being a parent and every day I hope I'm better at it. It's just a practice.
0: (laughs) And people don't like that. I'm like, you should just know and do know and do know and do.
1: Yeah. It doesn't work that way
0: to practice. You have to practice your muscles. You have to practice, you know, brain building. You just taking your supplements, you're not going to be perfect, but you just keep doing it until it becomes part of who you are. And then you move on to the next thing.
1: Yep. Yeah. I and mean, I think the, the other thing to really hit on is grace. So one of the things I will say is, you know, okay, I, I teach mindset. I learn about mindset. I have done so many things in this area. And then there may be a day that not may, there have been days where maybe I don't rock it. Right. I, I actually mm-hmm. like fail miserably. Um, And I react in a way that's not who I am. And and I used to have this verbiage where I was like, I know better than this. And I would shame myself. Mm -hmm. And instead I go, what do I have to learn from this? Because clearly there's, there's a opportunity for growth here that I wasn't aware (laughs) of instead of shaming myself. And so I think my family and my friends that know me well enough, they're always like, ah, Andrea says the same thing what's the opportunity here? Yeah. Something is going to come from this. And I look at it in a really positive way of like, okay, it's an opportunity. It's not a failure. Failure is only feedback. It's only a failure if we give up, right? Mm -hmm. Failure is feedback. So it's an opportunity to shift, to grow, to evolve in something that we didn't even know um, was holding us back, right? It's an opportunity to be aware of somewhere we're stuck or a limiting belief we have or a wound that we still get to heal. Mm-hmm. Right. And so as I say get to heal, not have to heal, we get to heal it in mm-hmm. opportunities. And so, and I will most likely until the day that I am in heaven, have opportunities to be aware yep. of areas in which I get to grow. Right. It's just what's yep. gonna happen. It's it's my journey, and it's all of our journeys, and it's how we look at it on our journey that will dictate whether we're successful or whether we do not use failure as feedback, but failure as a way to quit. Right.
0: Working yeah. on yourself. Yeah.
1: yeah. 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 Cause no shame allowed. I mean, I say, I say create your vision with no butts, but I also say do your journey with no shame too.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause it's so easy to do both.
1: Right. Absolutely. It's, I would say absolutely the enemy's number one thing for us to do is distract us and then shame us when we fail. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, for sure. I know I've struggled with that.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. especially when it's in an area that we are viewed as the expert.
0: Yeah, then you
1: know, what people would assume, myself included, that we should be perfect at it.
0: Because mm-hmm. that's where pride yeah. gets in,
1: right? right. Pride mm-hmm. gets in the way, <laughs> and
0: then you're like, hmm, then you just create a bigger hole, bigger hole for yourself.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, because there really is no such thing as perfection. No,
0: not until we are in the perfect place.
1: That's right. That's right. So, yes.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love this. This is such a great conversation. So we have to figure out who we are in identity. And then can you recap, you know, your three things that you said to us?
1: Absolutely. So number one, figuring out your why, right? So your why within your identity. So it's like you have your identity and your why. In fact, there's even a teaching out there called why identity. Really? Because right? so they're the same. Yeah. Right. They're they're not the same, but they're the same process, like figuring out your identity helps you understand your why, which helps you understand your purpose. They all go together. Right. And I mean, there's endless possibilities in that. And then number two is creating your vision. Right. With no buts allowed. So uh, I'll say to people, dream, just spend the weekend dreaming of what you would like your physical, emotional you know, business, whatever it is that you're trying to achieve, spend the weekend, just visualizing it with no buts allowed, no Mm -hmm. buts. So is dream as big as you want, right? So say somebody has has rheumatoid arthritis and, you know, imagine picking up a 50 pound weight with wrists that have rheumatoid arthritis. I, I am, I am proof that you can do it. So visualize it, right? No buts allowed, no saying, but I have rheumatoid arthritis. Nope, that doesn't, you cannot do that. So you push that aside. And the other thing is pattern interrupt. So the third one is, is to shift or pattern interrupt. So being aware of those things that are creating those limiting beliefs and then shifting your mindset to the opposite of that.
0: Awesome. I love that. I I just think this is key for
1: healing. Like if if you can't
0: do these things, um, you're never going to be fully healed physically, right? Right. And it is practicing, we have to keep on this journey. So I appreciate you sharing those three key things with us today. And I want to have you back on and talk about more mindset and more identity
1: in the future. Yeah, I would love that. So much fun. So much fun. Is there anything else you want to leave the audience with? I would say the only thing I would say is that you number one thing is you've got to bring God into the journey. Yeah. You can't, I can't find your identity. You cannot create your vision and you definitely are not going to be able to have the tools if you don't have God guiding you. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you yeah. everyone
0: for listening and I will see you in the next episode.